Hello, and welcome to What's Your Deal? This is the podcast where we read tarot for special guests to find out where they've been and where they're going. I'm your host, Ariana Lenarski, and I have uh, news for you. This is actually going to be the final episode of What's Your Deal? So I'm actually not going to have a guest today. I'm just going to be reading for myself. I think this episode is going to come out on Christmas Day, which is the <laughs> actually the new moon in Capricorn, which I always avoid talking about astrology stuff, but we might as well talk about it since that's when this is going to be coming to an end um, on a usually new moon signified beginning. So it's interesting that this will be the last episode. So I feel like I'm going to talk about beginnings in terms of tarot and also just that something might begin at the end of the year in December. Because um, it's kind of interesting that we get this new moon before the uh, New Year's Day. It's kind of interesting. And I'm just going to talk about some of my thoughts on tarot since I assume a lot of people that listen are trying to read tarot themselves or care about tarot or things like that. And I feel like I've never done like an FAQ why I do this in the first place. So I began to read tarot at parties when I was in my 20s. Um, I would just use a regular deck of cards. I wouldn't use tarot cards. I would just like grab a deck if I saw it at a party and pretend to read people's tarot because I didn't like small talk. And I thought that it was a great way to connect with someone. Um, but weirdly, when I would do it, it would work. Uh, I would assign my own um, meanings to the cards. I would say like, okay, fours are going to be, are going to mean family. Um, diamonds are going to mean money or, you know, whatever. And would pull these cards and I would genuinely think about if I was getting any quote hits and a lot of the times it would be accurate um and I never really took it very seriously I just thought it was like kind of cool and would usually end up um leading to very interesting conversations so um in I want to say 2014 is when I finally got a real deck and it was a really teeny tiny weeny little deck it was the size it was called tiny tarot and it was the size of postage stamps and I got it because I was in Berkeley I had gone on a like a rage journey with one of my best friends Amanda and we were both um kind of going through different uh periods of grief over different things and had taken like a long drive from Los Angeles to Berkeley and um, found this shop. And in this little witchcraft shop, I saw a little tiny deck of these cards and they were so cute. And I was like, these are the cutest things I've ever seen. And so I got this incredibly small deck and took it home with me and would pull it out. And they, would, they were so small, they would fall all over the place and they were really impractical. And I just looked at their teeny tiny little pictures. And sometimes I would, and they were so small that I could carry them around with me in my pocket. And so then I would read for my friends. And um, I eventually, I began to get more and more into it actually because 
I started to do moon rituals, full moon rituals and new moon rituals that I um, honestly learned how to do from Twitter from this woman who's named Danielle Ayoka. She's at Mystic X Lipstick on Twitter, I believe. And I don't think she does them as regularly anymore, but she was doing these incredible moon rituals for each moon. So for instance, there's this new moon in Capricorn coming up. And the way that she would do them felt so intense in a way that didn't feel very like love and light and like all these kind of simple things. There was a there was more of a depth to what she was doing. She was saying, okay, we're going to be writing these intentions for this moon. And the way that she, she posed them, I realized I had never even said anything like that to myself before. It was sort of things like... um. I, I'm trying to think of some stuff that would be good for Capricorn. I easily, mm, <laughs> I'm struggling because I don't like know much about Capricorn intentions. I easily handle my work environment. I easily um, create the wealth I need, kind of stuff like that. But the ones that would hit me more deeply would usually be ones more related to safety or like sex or stuff like that so for instance um if it was full moon in scorpio or something like that she would write i release any blocks between me and healthy relationships i release any blocks between me and having um and feeling safe and i just had never even considered saying something like that to myself before or even other intentions that were like i love myself i um I have a healthy relationship with my inner child. All these kinds of things I had just never put words to before. And they felt very powerful to write them down. And so I began to do them kind of religiously. Every new moon would be intentions. Every full moon would be release. And I began to notice that the moon was moving through um, astrological cycles and that t tarot was related to these things as well. I, th there was um, cards that would relate to the astrological cycles. And I had a sort of moment where I was like, are these things all related? Are these all the same thing? Is this what witchcraft is? And I had this sort of moment. And this is back in like 2015. So we weren't quite as like, yeah, duh, as we are now. I mean, it really has blown up like pretty much since the election, this has all sort of become very big in the public consciousness. But at the time I was like, whoa, this is like, kind of, it was kind of, I'm kind of a hipster when it comes to tarot reading. Um, but I just was very shocked that all these things were related. And it's, and as I began to pull the cards, I just, I had a sense of like, I love this. Like I really connect with the meanings of these cards. I want to do this professionally. And I had a strong feeling about it. And began to pull the cards um, and learn them one by one. And um, when I got my big deck, the one that I have now, the regular size deck, that was gifted to me by Cody Kopp, who is a performer at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. And they had me come on and do a reading for a show. And that was like my first reading with that deck. And I was very nervous. Um, and it went fine. But I was like pretty much still studying the meanings before I got on stage. And so 
I had this real deck in my life after using these tiny tarot, which I'd been using on Twitter. I had had an account called Tiny Tarot, and I would pull one card for people in the palm of my hand, and people would just write to me, and I would write back like two sentences based on like the teeny tiny instructions in my in my booklet. I was not qualified to be doing this. So I just like was practicing doing that. And then I got this giant real deck and I had trouble using it. Um, I thought it was difficult to read. It didn't seem to be speaking to me in the same way that my tiny deck did or even this online deck that I use sometimes. And um, it may be uncomfortable that I wasn't able to read using my big deck. And by that, I mean, I would ask a question. It would show me something that just felt so unrelated. I really didn't understand what it was trying to say. And so I decided that I needed to have a conversation with my deck, which made me feel a little crazy because I was essentially trying to talk to a deck of cards. Um, but when I pulled the card, it showed me, I think it showed me the, the Knight of Swords, or maybe it was reversed even. Which to me meant, okay, let's have this out. Let's talk about this. And so the deck appeared to ask me, why don't you want to use me? And I said, because I don't really, I, I don't want to use you for everything. Like I want to use my little deck and I want to use my big deck. And I don't want to just have to depend on one deck of cards. And it said, well, why not? Like I, I'm able to do this. I want you to use me. Why don't you trust me? And I just was like, I don't, I, I, I realized I was afraid to commit to it. And then I had an even worse realization that because it's a deck of cards, I was just projecting onto the cards and that likely I had probably projected the same thing onto many things, even people. And suddenly my commitment phobia was reflected just back in my face simply because clearly I was making excuses for why I didn't even want to commit to a deck of cards. And that was um, kind of shocking and eye-opening to me, um, simply because it made me realize how much of what I believed was simply a story I was telling myself rather than anything that was actually maybe going on. It was obviously something, something from the past because, you know, um, there's no way that this, that an object was going to like hurt me or leave me. <laughs> it was just a very bizarre experience to so clearly see projections like that. But from that day on, then I kind of committed to the deck. I was like, okay, I can see, I see what this is. This is like a safe way to develop a relationship with something when really, you know, it's kind of like developing a relationship with myself or with what people call your higher self or whatever. And that was the beginning of trying to sort of commit to trusting and loving myself, which is kind of wild and weird that maybe sometimes it has to start with um, like an inanimate object. Maybe people do that with teddy bears sometimes. Um, so... Then once I started to do that, then my readings got much easier. And actually, the little deck now no longer really talks to me, uh, which is fine. It served its purpose. But now I'm using this bigger deck. Um, and the things I've basically 
found since then, because of course, reading tarot, a lot of the time it's like, how is this working? Like, what is really going on? How can this really be happening? Um, and the, the journey of trying to understand why you might be able to live your life in a sort of non-rational way is a very sweet one actually and requires some a bit you know humbling of what you how you think the world works a lot of the time um and it's crazy to think that over the last year or so I've been able to move through situations simply by conferring (laughs) with uh, a deck of cards um but there's something sort of also comforting about that because I you could probably do it with anything. Um, there's this kind of thought behind tarot, and I think I've probably said this many times on the podcast, that in many ways everything is somewhat connected to each other. And I know that's a very kind of cliche and common thing to say, but I really felt this year that I could understand that logically and that was a kind of amazing experience that I don't think I would have found if I hadn't used tarot which I don't know that I could sit here and like try to (laughs) logically explain it without sounding really really high um but it is something that I think is a gift um and it's such a cool tool and I just really love that I've been able to use it and also share it with my friends who have come here and were brave enough to come and get their cards read. And also with all of you guys who are listening. And so I'm gonna pull a spread for myself. We're gonna talk to my deck myself. And I'm just gonna ask the same thing that most of the people who've come here have asked, which is simply, What is the next right action that I'm going to be taking? And we'll have a little discussion about that. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to read my own cards. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to What's Your Deal? I'm about to read my own tarot. So... When you're reading your own tarot, I recommend um, trying to keep in mind how you might read for somebody else. Because I think sometimes, obviously, people tend to either kind of, people tend to go hard on themselves. Um, That will go the same for if you're reading your own tarot. So I try to remember to read just as I would to a friend. So... I'm going to be asking about endings and about winter, which I really am excited about, actually. 
the upcoming next three months from the solstice, the winter solstice to the spring equinox. Very much a time of hibernating. I think people can find it hard to take that seriously. They want to keep working hard or whatever when really it's more probably appropriate to go in your hole and assess and review what's happened over the last year and kind of think about what you want to what you want to come into being for the springtime um for me having some things come to an end obviously the podcast i've had a relationship that i not like a romantic relationship but a close relationship that i had is if not coming to an end kind of like changing the way that it was basically i told someone that I liked them and they told me they didn't like me back. So I'm <laughs> trying to figure out how to um, have like a new idea of what that relationship could look like. And I'm having my friend is living with me right now. Someone who is on this podcast, actually, my friend Liberty. And so in some ways it's an end to... I've been kind of living alone. So there's this kind of winter huddling up. Be huddling with my friend through the winter, thinking about the things that have come to an end and what's going to happen in the spring. So I'm going to ask what's the next right action I should take through the winter time. So I'm just going to say a brief prayer over these cards. Okay, we're going to pull across. <laughs> we have a little chaotic center star in the center crossed, or no, the five of wands crossed by the star. Okay. Oh, very gently sad spread. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to pull these all out first before I start talking about them. Been getting strength like over and over and over again the last couple days, so it's interesting to see. So at the heart of the matter is the five of wands crossed by the star. The five of wands shows the five figures slapping each other with their wands. I always think of these um, guys as friends that uh, have differing opinions. Wands, of course, is fire, indicates movement, passion, conviction. So everyone cares a lot, has different different opinions, but cares a lot. And so they're kind of playing and fighting at the same time. And it looks like a very chaotic situation. I always think of this card as engaging. So um, it's a kind of nice comment that, and it always seems to me to be like in the middle of something. Like there's this sort of like, like you're in the middle of, your project or your work environment and things are hitting kind of a frenetic pace as you're trying to figure everything out. So I like seeing that coming up first because to me it seems more to be about instead of an ending like actually maybe I'm in the thick of things so that's kind of cool. Um, crossed by the star which is ultimately a peaceful card about hope and feeling like there is that perhaps I'm walking the right path so that's very nice to see at the heart of the matter it sort of seems to be saying um 
will my decision to express my feelings and uh, try out this show and engage more this year. I probably like, quote, engaged more with life this year than I have in the past and others and like trying things out. Is this ultimately the, am I, you know, on the right path? Is the star leading me? Um, and in many ways, it's really interesting because the star is pouring water out of a cup and with both hands, taking two pots and pouring the water. So there's this kind of parting of water and then there's the the five of wands is really tumultuous. So it kind of reminds me of like Moses parting the sea a little bit, even though the wands are represent fire. It's kind of like parting the sea of all the chaos and walking through the quiet path. So I kind of like that. In the past position is the hermit, which <laughs> makes sense. It's just sort of like no longer needing to internally wonder who I am or if this is, the right thing I should be doing. The hermit is very much about um, seeking guidance in some ways um, to know yourself better and using uh, just developing a relationship with a guide, which I which probably has been a lot of what it's like to have done this show and also work with tarot in general, and probably also this uh, this element of like coming out of one's shell. This is really weird to do. I'm also going to point out, I feel really narcissistic. I thought this would be better, but it actually feels really weird. Oh, whatever. I'm hoping that my descriptions are just going to be useful to someone who's listening. Um, so leaving the, so for the hermit to be in the past position is leaving, you know, leaving behind the idea of needing to withdraw and instead move on into the real world. Page of Cups in the conscious position. Very sweet. One of my favorite cards. Um, expressing one's heart without reservation and without baggage, which I think was very much a part of this year. And in the unconscious position, the reversed hangman, I guess that also means knowing that... Um, when the hangman is upright, it's like surrender, you know, there's nothing to be done. And when it's reversed, it's sort of more like getting off of the, you know, he's hanging upside down from a tree. It's more kind of like getting off the tree and moving on. Um, and in the future position is the six of swords. So, and that is kind of the softer ending card it's the card of safe passage there's another card that's a little harder and deeper that's the eight of cups and that strikes your heart a little harder it's usually more like a breakup this one's more like mental it's more like a recovery period and it's a sad but sweet card to see as the future position it's kind of like um uh feeling the blues sometimes but ultimately knowing that you're moving on um it's very touching to see it, actually. It makes me a little choked up to see that. Um, it has this figure that's paddling these two huddled, I assume, you assume a mother and their child, into from choppy waters into still ones, 
And there's these swords that are sticking out of the boat, which obviously doesn't seem like a very good idea. But acknowledges that since swords represent the mind and represents thoughts and worries, that sometimes your anxieties get carried with you a little bit as you are recovering. And you kind of have to throw them off the boat one by one so you can keep moving forward. But that, that doesn't always happen immediately. So it looks like there's like a slow... Um, healing period ahead, essentially. Um, the card representing me is justice, which is about... Justice is about the reckoning. So clearly there's this sort of like courtroom judgment vibe that I'm stuck in of wanting to be like, wanting to wrap everything up and do everything perfectly and make sure there's nothing in my past that'll harm my present or future. Uh, it's a little sober. Um, but there's this usually element with justice of like actions of consequences. So I want to make sure I act, you know, act deliberately. Um, in the environment is the reversed moon, which is really interesting. I'm going to pull a clarifying card for that. Reversed moon and the four of swords and the reverse seven of swords and the four of pentacles. So I think it's more just like, it's really interesting. So the moon is confusing no matter which way. It's, it's pretty much the same thing, upside down or right side up. Probably worse upside down, honestly. So it looks like, and then the four of swords is about kind of like retreating. Reverse seven of swords is like people not being able to get away with stuff anymore. And the four of pentacles is about someone who has trust issues. So I might avoid, I might avoid my environment. Uh, there's sort of, it seems to sort of be saying like, don't expect others to kind of be in a clear head right now. The four of swords seems to kind of be like, just people are going to be retreating at this time, which is fine. I can handle that. In the hopes and fears is the king of wands. So obviously there's this hope that I'm going to face the winter with the King of Wands attitude of acting really boldly and with mature creative force. I do hope for that. I also fear it because it seems like intense and difficult and I don't have to believe in myself really hard. <laughs> um, but ultimately hope that I can. And the overall outcome is strength, which I've honestly literally pulled three days in a row. Strength, strength, strength. This is soft control. This is like not forcing anything, holding space, forbearance, and attempting to, as honestly and organically as possible, really listening to and following the deep feelings that you have that feel strongly like love as much as much like love as I can and directing them in a patient way and it's still something that I'm not sure a lot of I mean it is about patience which I'm not amazing at so I think when strength shows up it's very much I keep, I always picture like a chest sort of expanding so that the heart has even more space to beat. Um, it has this figure of a woman that's leaning over and bending over and opening a lion's mouth 
to sort of portray that she is the one who has strength rather than the brute force of the lion. So, and I also get a sense with this card is very much like wait and see. Um, it's a very, it's a, both the six, both the six of swords, that moving on card and this and strength are very gentle. They ask for a lot of like gentle, patient, allow for this to sort of die in a way that's um, organic and not to be too hard on yourself, which is very sweet of the deck to say. So I think the answer for myself is to not push anything and to just explore whatever it is that mm, my heart or my desires seem to be expressing. <laughs> I really wish there was someone I could bounce these ideas off with, but I hope that that was interesting to you. Um, and I guess this is, <laughs> this is it. I'll see if there's a, I'm going to clear my spread here, but I'll see if there's a final card to pull to give everyone like a final message to close the little last episode here. Let's see. <laughs> this is being a little dramatic. Reversed five of cups. Well, when it's upright, that's the card that's so sad. It's like the card of like grief. I guess it's so when it's reversed, it's like releasing grief, like really moving forward. I guess the thing that if I want anyone to take anything away from all these from all these past sessions is which I probably say in every episode, is how important it is to really as much as you can choose connection and not control and that life is uh, very painful. It's very painful to be alive. Um, but the suffering that comes from knowing you chose to connect, even if it made you feel vulnerable, will always end up being, feel kind of like rejuvenating and like the phoenix rising from the ashes, I think, more so than if you shut yourself down and don't allow basically your heart to kind of educate itself about love and um, life for the most part. And the way to guide yourself through those things is to really know that you're seeking in each moment to connect to something, whether it's your friend, your house, the stars above, your loved ones, or simply yourself try to connect instead of control and see where it takes you. I can say firsthand that it works. <laughs> and I'm very grateful to be able to have shared these things over the last year with everybody and to hopefully have connected with you. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>